content provided by the people right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, July 20th. A missing baby has been found after an endangered person advisory alerted Lake of the Ozarks area residents he may be in the area. Authorities say two-week-old Aaron Shinstock was found safe with his non-custodial mother. Deputies performed a traffic stop in a rural area of eastern Missouri when they located Aaron in a car. The child was transported by EMS to a local hospital as precaution and is in the custody of children and family services. A Sunrise Beach woman was seriously injured Monday in a PWC crash at Lynn Creek Cove. 20-year-old Annie Thompson was driving a Yamaha Wave Runner and jumping wakes when the PWC struck a second Yamaha Wave Runner. Thompson sustained serious injuries and was transported by Camden County EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. Hiking at Lake of the Ozarks has some beautiful views, but have you ever tried hiking at night? Haha ha Tonka State Park team members are inviting the public to join a group hike Friday night beginning at 8.30. Through the hour-long, hikers will go through Island Cave and learn more about the park at night. More information at mostateparks.com. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. This news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this hump day. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. Less than a week away now from Chiefs opening training camp. They report next Tuesday in St. Joe. The Chiefs, of course, have had great success the last few years. They've been to four straight AFC championship games and two Super Bowls. And, of course, they won one and lost one of those Super Bowls. First preseason game comes up August 13th. That's a Saturday. They'll be in Chicago to play the Bears. Now, the AFC West is going to be tough this year. The division stacked with uh, great quarterback talent. Of course, you got Mahomes, and he's joined by new Denver quarterback Russell Wilson, who came over from Seattle. Uh, Justin Aber, he leads uh, the Chargers. Derek Carr with the Raiders. Going to be interesting this year in the AFC West. Of course, Major League Baseball in its all-star break. They played the big game last night. There were four Cardinals there, one Royal there. Cardinals doing pretty well at the all-star break. Just one game out of first place behind the Brewers at the break. The Royals, well, they're in last place in their division, hoping to get better the second half of the season. The dust starting to settle a little bit after that uh, British Open golf tournament. What a final round. Australian Cameron Smith rallying from four shots down to win the British Open. He beat Rory McIlroy, who at one point looked like he was going to be the wonder kid of the sport, but now he's gone 
eight years without uh, winning a major tournament, and he gets denied again this time around. NASCAR boys getting ready for a stop at Pocono this weekend. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness. And Lake TV also brings you live high school football games this fall, Friday nights. Be sure to check that out. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku, Just do a search for Lake TV, and you can watch it streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and, of course, the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and, of course, online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received.
This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. All right, here we go, 808, good morning. 78 degrees and a mostly clear sky. Another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. My goodness gracious, great balls of fire, and that's, uh, I guess, with some of you, it will feel exactly like that. Great balls of fire. That's what I was figured. It's just about surface of the sun hot out there, and if you step out of the shade into the sun, you might just burst into flame. Exactly. So uh, I've already been kind of watching the uh, temperature for uh, today, and it's jumped around a little bit as far as the expected high. Uh, it was 100. I just updated it, and now we're looking at a high today with plenty of sunshine of 101 degrees. <sighs> so for the those of you out there sanding a deck or a dock, <sighs> and I know someone who is and is doing a meticulous job, uh, make sure you don't do it during the heat of the day. 101 for the high, 68 for the low, so that's not too bad. Tomorrow's high of 102, 104 on Friday, 105 on Saturday, 103 on Sunday, 96 the expected high on Monday, and that's almost like a, a, a cool down. Yeah. <laughs> 99 on Tuesday of next week, uh, 97 for the high on Wednesday, and then get this, a stretch of upper 80s. Whoa. We're almost going to have to get out the Sweater. uh, sweaters and, yeah. Jackets, uh, 89 on Thursday, 88 on Friday, and on Saturday, July 30th, we're looking for a high of 89 degrees. So, wow. Uh, I was kind of hoping maybe for a cooler August, but uh, going into the month, just looking ahead, and obviously this is going to change, uh, Tuesday's high of 98, and then Wednesday, well, Tuesday, Election Day, uh, a high of 98. I think it's going to be hotter than that, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. With, with yes, the election yes, yes, sure enough. Uh, sure enough. to be held. 102 on Wednesday the 3rd. But I do notice uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week, we're looking for some scattered showers and thunderstorms. And as far as uh, the percentage rate, uh, not looking all that impressive. Friday looks to be the best day. Friday the 29th, the best day for any shower or thunderstorm activity uh, at about 60%. So there you go. We need about two or three days of all day long, nice, nice slow, slow, soaking rain. Yeah, but that's just going to drum up that humidity. You're going to say, oh, hey, it's great. It's great. Look, it's raining. And you step outside, and then it's like being smacked upside the head with a sauna. Oh, that's because it rains for like five minutes and then quits, and then the sun comes back out. My gosh. Uh, The last rain that I can recall was uh, last Sunday in the morning. And like I said, I was outside for a little bit and enjoying listening to the raindrops. But then the humidity was just <laughs> almost unbearable. Eight eleven. So, again, the things to keep in mind, folks, uh, hydration, hydration, hydration. And uh, drink a lot of water. It'll help uh, in a lot of different uh, ways, obviously, to keep you hydrated, to clean out your system. And uh, don't forget the pets. I, I had read on social media where somebody left an animal in a vehicle here locally. Someone was shopping at a local store, and they said uh, they were going in, and they noticed that there was a dog in a vehicle. And I, for the life of me, just can't understand, uh, you know, you you can leave the dog in the car with the air conditioning running, but any number of things can happen, so uh, don't uh, don't chance it. Certainly, you know, animals, uh, but please don't leave your children in the vehicle, even if you're going to run in for just a a minute. You think it's going to be a minute or two, it ends up being five or ten minutes. 
man, vehicles heat up uh, in no time. Real quick. Have you heard what the national media and you can call them the liberal left have come up with for a solution to not leave your kid in the back seat? What's that? Put something important back there. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding, my friend. They said put something important in there you're going to need. Like your your purse or your your briefcase or mm-hmm. your papers. Mm-hmm. How about, you know, I don't know, your kid. <laughs> so <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you've got your child and you've got, let's say for example, your laptop. Yeah. Which one, let's let's do the, you know, you do the hands like your yeah. the scale. Which one is more important <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. when it's all said and done? Hey, I want to uh, thank a whole regiment of uh, of listeners that we've got this morning. We've got uh, a lot of people listening on uh, their devices, online, and, of course, on 89.3. So welcome to all of you. If you are a new listener to Key Radio, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. Ike Skelton is here for the next two hours. Tomorrow we will uh, be doing a best of. I've got some business to attend to. And then... Uh, on Friday, we've got uh, Audrey Werner, who is with Concerned Women for America of Missouri. Also, Danny Ellison will join us. Danny is going to be here at the Lake of the Ozarks uh, next week. He hopes to be in town with me over on Lake TV uh, for a segment. And then uh, we're also going to uh, have him in studio with us. Mindy Sales will be in in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. Danny Ellison in the 9 o'clock hour. And then, of course, the triumphant return of the one and only author of Among the Dogwoods on Friday in the 9 o'clock hour. This Friday, Mr. Dave Maupin will be in the studio with us. So thank you so much for taking some time to join us. Hey, if you're uh, new to Key Radio, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. 89.3 is where you can hear us on the Rodidio. But as far as things go, don't forget, if you uh, are having issues with reception, you can go to keyradio.live, keyradio.live. Also, uh, we've got uh, free apps for your iPhone and Android. Uh, you just go to whatever store you use with that particular phone. If it's the App Store, if it's the Google Store, type in keyradio, K-E-Y-K, and you can take us with you wherever you go. It doesn't cost a penny. And absolutely free, absolutely free. You are 100% right, Mr. Skelton. So how's life treating you? What's going on? Uh, <clears throat> I know there's uh, probably quite a bit going on for you right now, but as far as things that you've been watching, things that you've been paying attention to, and I will say we can start this out this morning with something that I know you're very adamant about, and that's the prescription drug monitoring program. Mm-hmm. I saw a story here that says, when will Missouri's prescription drug monitoring program be in place? Hopefully never. Well, is that a, is that an option? They're talking uh, probably by next year. Five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. If you'd like to chime in this morning, if you want to talk to us, if you've got to something on your mind that you think is worth addressing, uh, feel free to give us a call anytime uh, within the uh, next uh, hour and forty five minutes. But it says by next year, all healthcare providers will be able to track patients' prescriptions with the goal of preventing overdoses and opioid abuse. Again, here's government. <laughs> Trying to step in and keep us safe. Protect me from me. Yeah. Uh, as most folks know, Missouri is the last state in the nation to create a statewide prescription drug monitoring program, PDMP. While the legislation, Senate Bill 63, was approved last year, the system is still months away from going online. Dean uh, Linneman is the executive director of Missouri's PDMP. The program will be overseen by the Joint Oversight Task Force for Prescription Drug Monitoring. Now, 
call me crazy, but I think this is maybe one of those task forces, and we've talked about task forces before, one of those task forces that they have recently created. Mm-hmm. And so there's taxpayer dollars that uh, are going in this thing to fund it. Another bureaucracy of one nature or another. And, and another here we way. go that, you know, we were talking with uh, Professor Paisley about uh, the administrative state uh, versus the constitutional mm-hmm. government. Mm-hmm. And so you've got elected officials, and then you've got all the alphabet soup. Uh, you know, the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB, you've got the EPA, and all of these groups and organizations are essentially running the show. Yes. And they are not elected, and they really don't have any authority to implement uh, these things like, for example, the EPA with the, uh, you know, we were talking about lakes and streams and, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, we want to regulate that pond that's in right. front of your house or that puddle that's the in puddle. front of your yeah, house. The puddle, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, you know, the, it, to me, it is a... Um, uh, it's an example of, of how government can just grow on its own uh, outside of what it's actually supposed to be. So you mentioned all these alphabet agencies, and certainly at the federal level, um, they're virtually all unconstitutional in my opinion, and I think that a, a decent argument could be made that that's true. But again, I come back to, you know, we the people, we go to the federal government and complain about whatever it is, and we expect some help from them. And I'll tell you, you know, one human being is usually generally quite quick to take power over another if you'll let them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we're not all that way, obviously, but a lot of folks are that way, especially, uh, you know, you get into politics, that takes a little bit of leadership skill and a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, you can't be a little recluse in your own little corner if you're going to be a, uh, you're going to be an elected office. you got to be out there a little bit. you got to be a, an extrovert, you know, and, and be out there. So those folks, when you give them authority, a lot of them will take that authority and they'll go a little bit further mm-hmm. with it. And, and we come up with all these alphabet agencies and and at the federal level, they're all wrong. And at the state level, they just should probably be done away with. Um, the biggest takeaway for me, honestly, coming from PDMP, is very similar to the gas tax. You know, we in, in Missouri voted the gas tax down, what, three times in a row at least? Um, the vote of the people said no, and I think it got defeated quite handedly. So then what do our legislators do? They come back around us, do what they want to do instead of what we want done, and pass a gas tax. And it's very similar to PDMP for, I don't know, at least 10 years, and probably seven out of those 10 years, I helped fight PDMP actively, testifying against it, lobbying against it, being in Jefferson City, and it got defeated, and it got defeated, and it got defeated. But when the administrative state, when the the um, uh, the nanny state type government wants to have a hold on you, and ask yourselves this question, why did they fight so hard for 10 years to get PDMP passed? Why did they have to pull in? What are they getting out of it? Because I'm telling you, they're not working that hard just to save me and you from going out and get an extra prescription or two every now and again. Isn't it something we've always talked about, Ike, that, you know, what we what we read, what we hear about on the surface is not necessarily what this is all about. There are definitely underlying circumstances. And so Missouri fought and fought and fought. And uh, this is something that you and I discussed as well, that. Each year, they chipped away a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so I have to question Governor Parson and his reasoning for, you know, getting Missouri involved in PDMP. Uh, What was in it for the state of Missouri? What 
did we receive? I mean, is is it, again, a, a case of follow the money? Well, they certainly got money to help do it. I remember Roy Blunt and, and uh, um, oh, who was the other senator? Claire McCaskill. Now, that should have been our first indicator. When the two of them are working together on something, the people are about to get hammered. That's just the way it is. When a radical Democrat, well, I was going to say a good Republican and Roy Blunt, but... So when two kind of Democrats get together and they want to do something like this, um, this is what happens to the people. And uh, that's what they've done. And, and, you know, the left has been working for years. They've got this roadmap that they want to go through. And they've got little things that they have to keep checking off. And I keep going back to this, uh, um, you know, they've tried to just take our guns. That didn't work. They wanted an outlaw this and a ban on that. And all these things don't work. Well, then they can do a workaround, you see, and start coming after people with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And we see the rise of mental health issues in in America. Things are being re-identified. We've seen an expansion of those services uh, throughout the country. And now they can start filtering in uh, the red flag laws are coming. And part of that red flag law maybe is, oh, hey, look at their prescription drug habits here. Uh, It's just another thing, a tool that they can use to restrict our rights and our freedoms one way or another. I guarantee it might not happen to you or your neighbor, but it's happening to somebody down the block sometime when this is all said and done. um, It's not going to really help Missourians. It's going to, it, it just, you know, it just erodes our liberties even more. You mentioned Roy Blunt, and I wonder if Roy wasn't getting some heat from, uh, you know, people up there on the oh, federal sure. level. Oh, oh, oh and you're the only said, state that uh, hasn't done this. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, well, you know, if, it's one of those things, well, uh, you know, if your friend jumps off a bridge, <laughs> uh, you know, are you going to do it too? Depending on, uh, I guess, what's going on. But yeah. <laughs> the whole the, the whole point here is I wonder if they weren't pressuring, pressuring rather, legislators from Missouri on the federal level to say, hey, listen, we've got to get everybody on board with this. So go back, do whatever you have to do. And they gave Roy some uh, some tools, some incentives, uh, some incentives uh, mm-hmm. to take back to. I like uh, your word, the tools. The that's, yeah, good. Well, yeah, that's good. Tools, incentives, uh, yeah. tomato, tomato, potato, yeah, right, potato. Right, yeah. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> uh, and that's what we wish would happen with uh, yeah. uh, PDMP that they would just call the whole thing off. Now, uh, getting into this article uh, a little bit more here, um, there will be no law enforcement. There will not even. Uh, there will not or, or will be not even licensing boards in the state of Missouri that will not have access to that information. That's what they're saying. And that I think that's the big point of that contention with problem. all of this is the information that could be available and uh, who is going to have access to this information. Even the state will not really have access to the patient-level information. Uh, the program will not track all prescriptions. The drugs are based off of the ability to become addictive or the probability of abuse and include Schedule Two, Schedule Three and Schedule 4 controlled substances. Schedule 2 drugs are considered high potential for abuse and uh, lead to severe psychological or physical dependence uh, and are considered dangerous. Those substances include morphine, Vicodin, Oxycontin, Methadone, Hydrocodone, Fentanyl, and Methamphetamine. Those are the uh, Schedule 3 drugs may lead to... uh, Hold on. How do you get a prescription for methamphetamine? Uh... (laughs) Prescription drug monitoring program, right? I don't know how you do that. Schedule 3 drugs may lead to moderate or low physical dependence or high 
psychological dependence, which include Tylenol with codeine, uh, ketamine, anabolic steroids, and testosterone. Uh, Schedule four drugs are substances or chemicals with a low potential for abuse and low risk of dependence and include Xanax, Soma, uh, Darvacet, Valium, Ativan, and Ambien. So, see, here we go. That's psychotropic meds, right? So then we start monitoring those things. Oh, you've got a very, very high level of, uh, of psychotropic meds you're using. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any firearms at home? Exactly. That's the next question. Well, the red flag laws, I'm sure, would almost run hand-in-hand hand with something like this. Guaranteed. But the thing about it is, is I've known of people that have overdosed and died. Um, you know, it's happened in my family. It's happened uh, to friends. But the whole fact of the matter is, is these people weren't prescribed these medications. They got them somewhere else. And how do you track someone who, let's say, gets uh, something that's on this list and uh, they don't take it, but they give it to someone who wants to abuse it? How do you track that? You you cannot. And, and you know, and I, I feel for the individual, the legislator that really kept hammering this, and that's uh, now Senator Holly Rader. Her daughter uh, died, I believe, from an overdose. And, um, you know, I mean, it's... That's a bad deal, but even what she has done with this bill would not have protected her daughter because her daughter, it's my understanding, went to a coworker, just like you just said, you know, got pills from somewhere else and took them an overdose. So you can't track that. I mean, I feel for all of these folks that are mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Um, for whatever reason, you found yourself on, on some sort of a painkiller, you had a problem, and now you can't get them anymore, and you think you have to go on the street and get something or you've got a doctor shop or whatever it is, I do feel for you. Um, but, um, you know, this. <laughs> I wish that they had good intentions with this. I still wouldn't agree with it, but at least if they really truly did have good intentions. Because it's, be, it's going to be misused. Mm-hmm. It's going to be misused. The, you know, we talk about unintentional consequences. The unintentional consequences of PDMP are huge. And we saw that when it came to the shooter out in, in Las Vegas, if you remember correctly, within... I don't know, hours, maybe a little bit longer, the news media, the news media knew what kinds of drugs and other things that he was taking from Mm -hmm. his prescriptions. Mm -hmm. So it's not protected. So it's just... um, Do you think that was something that, um, and, and I know a lot of people in the media have sources, and when they need information, they go to their sources and they report them as unnamed sources so somebody leaked it somebody leaked it but still they got to it right Mm -hmm. they got to it and they gave it up somebody had the information somewhere that's right and they were able to pass it on 827 ike skelton is our guest you are listening to the daily show on key radio great to have you with us this morning did you know that uh this is uh well as i as i look here it is uh, national moon day wouldn't that, that be, wouldn't it be no, 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 no. It's not that kind of a moon. No, no. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I thought it'd be better to have a moon night instead of a moon day, wouldn't it? Well, you know, I guess, you know, if you're going to be technical about it, Ike, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, this is when uh, they walked on the moon, the day they walked on the moon. Did they? You know, there's a whole theory out there that oh, it never man. happened. Isn't that something that the people just... You know, it, it's something. funny, though, because I was watching uh, a program 
uh, about the space program. And if it was the fact that they just went into a studio someplace and there, there was a movie that came out. As a matter of fact, O.J. Simpson was in the movie. It was uh, back in the 70s, I think 70s, late 70s, early 80s. And they were supposed to be going, I think, to Mars. And they apparently filmed it all in a studio. I'll have to look uh, during the break, but they filmed it all in the studio. And then these uh, three guys that were supposed to be the astronauts, uh, they were flipping out. And so they were trying to get away, and then they came after them and everything. It was kind of an interesting movie. But uh, back in the day when Kennedy said, you know, sometime in this decade we want to put a man on the moon and to the extent you know from the days of testing uh, dropping those uh, things like the x-15 off of uh, uh, a modified b-52 bomber yeah and uh, breaking the sound barrier uh, and actually getting into the upper atmosphere uh, to the uh, you know various programs the apollo program the gemini program where they were testing uh, the rocket ships, and then the development of a lunar lander. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not, uh, but that was very interesting to watch how they developed the lunar lander. And so in order to be qualified to actually navigate and uh, operate the lunar lander, you had to have like 22 uh, runs in the uh, model that they built, and uh, they showed some pretty amazing things where uh, you know, they they get up and it would start uh, leaning to one side, listing to one side or the other, and then they'd start having problems. And here it comes, and then you'd see the uh, whoever the uh, astronaut was in the driver's seat punch the ejection button and shoot out right before it hit the ground. It's 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 pretty amazing. So check it out. Wow, folks, we're going to step aside, give you some information. Stacy Johnson joining us from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider with Lake TV has a check of sports. We're back with more. Your phone calls welcome this morning five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. We'd love to hear from you on the Daily Show here on Key Radio. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, July 20th. A missing baby has been found after an endangered person advisory alerted Lake of the Ozarks area residents he may be in the area. Authorities say two-week-old Aaron Shinstock was found safe with his non-custodial mother. Deputies performed a traffic stop in a rural area of eastern Missouri when they located Aaron in a car. The child was transported by EMS to a local hospital as precaution and is in the custody of children and family services. A Sunrise Beach woman was seriously injured Monday in a PWC crash at Lynn Creek Cove. 20-year-old Annie Thompson was driving a Yamaha Wave Runner and jumping wakes when the PWC struck a second Yamaha Wave Runner. Thompson sustained serious injuries and was transported by Camden County EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. Hiking at Lake of the Ozarks has some beautiful views, but have you ever tried hiking at night? Haha ha Tonka State Park team members are inviting the public to join a group hike Friday night beginning at 8.30. Through the hour-long, hikers will go through Island Cave and learn more about the park at night. More information at mostateparks.com. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. This news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. 
programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories. Um, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 5. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this hump day. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. Less than a week away now from Chiefs opening training camp. They report next Tuesday in St. Joe. The Chiefs, of course, have had great success the last few years. They've been to four straight AFC championship games and two Super Bowls. And, of course, they won one and lost one of those Super Bowls. First preseason game comes up August 13th. That's a Saturday. They'll be in Chicago to play the Bears. Now, the AFC West is going to be tough this year. The division stacked with uh, great quarterback talent. Of course, you got Mahomes, and he's joined by new Denver quarterback Russell Wilson, who came over from Seattle. Uh, Justin Aber, he leads uh, the Chargers. Derek Carr with the Raiders going to be interesting this year in the AFC West. Of course, Major League Baseball in its all-star break. They played the big game last night. There were four Cardinals there, one Royal there. Cardinals doing pretty well at the all-star break. Just one game out of first place behind the Brewers at the break. The Royals, well, they're in last place in their division, hoping to get better the second half of the season. The dust starting to settle a little bit after that uh, British Open golf tournament. What a final round. Australian Cameron Smith rallying from four shots down to win the British Open. He beat Rory McIlroy, who at one point looked like he was going to be the wonder kid of the sport, but now he's gone eight years without uh, winning a major tournament, and he gets denied again this time around. NASCAR boys getting ready for a stop at Pocono this weekend. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin K.B. Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness. And Lake TV also brings you live high school football games this fall, Friday nights. Be sure to check that out. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku, just do a search for Lake TV, and you can watch it streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. 
When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Key Radio is the newest and most exciting radio format at the lake. It's not made up of political pundits or media experts. It's made up by the people, the people at the Lake of the Ozarks. Our content providers offer a variety of interesting viewpoints on many different topics. Key Radio encourages you to share your talents and viewpoints by becoming a content provider. Go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio to find out more about 89.3 The Key. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. And we thank you so much for joining us. It is another beautiful day at the lake. 837, 82 degrees on our way to a high today of uh, what they're saying is going to be around 101 degrees. So do your uh, your best to stay cool is all I can tell you. 101, the high with plentiful. It's just plentiful sunshine like that's supposed to make plentiful. us feel better. That's <laughs> just a nicer word. <laughs> They'll use abundance sometimes, uh-huh. plentiful, lots of sunshine. Clear tonight, low of 68, 102, and uh, sunny tomorrow. Sunny on Friday, 104. Sunny and 105 on Saturday. Uh, we're getting close to maybe breaking some records. I'm not quite sure exactly where it sits, but I know... Uh, They are anticipating possibly some uh, record temperatures Friday, Saturday, and maybe into Sunday with a partly cloudy sky expected and a high of uh, 103. Maybe an isolated uh, thunderstorm on Monday, but we're not there yet. Ike Skelton is here. It is 82 degrees. We're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. And I did find what I was looking for. The name of the movie was Capricorn One. We were talking about, uh, you know, today is Moon Day. Uh... Capricorn one because Ike brought up the whole conspiracy thing about uh, that they weren't really on the moon uh, mm-hmm. and and some people have examined some of the footage and they said well uh, you know some of the things just don't jive with being on the moon or, or being in a place where there's no gravity but it was Capricorn one it was released in 1978 Elliot Gould James Brolin Brenda Vaccaro O.J. Simpson and basically the plot of the movie was when the first manned flight to Mars is deemed unsafe and scrubbed on the launch pad, anxious anxious authorities must scramble to save face and retain their funding, and so an unthinkable plot to fake the mission is hatched. Retain their funding. There's the ticket right there, man. <laughs> retain their funding. Hmm. 
Think about that in so much different research. Yeah, there's a rabbit trail. I uh, I would say that uh, it's it, it's it's something that everybody worries about. Oh my goodness, if we don't come up with some sort of a result, we're not going to be able to retain our funding. They're going to scrub the project. I've always been a big fan of the space program. I've always oh, yeah. been a f- big fan of the space program. I think it's fascinating. Um, you know, one of the interesting things is uh, they, they were discussing the early space program on this uh, show I was watching, and then they also started talking about the shuttle program. And I don't really think that a lot of people realize and understand that, uh, you know, the shuttle program was something that had a lot of ups and downs. And at one point, there was one of the shuttles that went up, and during takeoff, uh, those tiles, those uh, tiles that were put on the bottom to uh, to to do away with the heat. Yeah, the heat shields. Or the heat shields to... to, to What's deflect, I guess, maybe is the word I'm trying to find out uh, uh, about there. But anyway, the point being is that they uh, had a lot of damage to those in early shuttle missions. And Mm -hmm. there was one particular shuttle that they were extremely concerned about as far as reentry into the atmosphere. And when, fortunately, that shuttle landed safely, uh, the first thing all the astronauts in the shuttle did and a bunch of people, I guess, with NASA is get out. They got out of the shuttle. The experts and scientists and uh, people in charge came over, and they started looking at those tiles, and they were just amazed at what they saw. And uh, I guess it was a miracle that that particular shuttle uh, made it back intact and everyone uh, survived the ride. So uh, you were at the Camden County Republican Club meeting last night. Yes. Yeah, we had a great turnout. It was fantastic. Um, Current state senator... Mike Burnsketter was to speak, and so was the challenger, Scott Rydell. Um, Senator Burnsketter was a no-show. He uh, um, reported that he stepped on a nail in his construction business and um, in his foot and had to go to urgent care and whatnot and did not make it. So uh, Scott Rydell had the opportunity to speak, and um, he did a great job. He clarified some things from the uh, oh, the little debate they had up in Jefferson City because there was a lot of hubbub there mm-hmm. um, over that debate. Some, you know, you should go watch that if if you get the opportunity. Um, but um, Scott, you know, clarified some of those things and just illustrated um, the type of senator that Mike Burns Getter has been. And um, so that was a good time. And then we also had um, uh, Lisa Thomas, our current representative, was there, and a challenger, Mindy Martin. Okay. And uh, we had, for those of us in the in the political, uh, you know, um, say political no, or that we want to, you know, you know, the, we're just involved, right? And the activists, the local activists, we had heard about uh, Mindy Martin, but psh, we'd never seen her before, never heard from her, never didn't know anything about her. So she showed up last night and... Um, you know, it was uh, uh, it was interesting. I, I think she might have came to the wrong meeting, con- uh, considering her views on some things. It was the Camden County Republican Club, mm-hmm. and um, it really kind of... Is she the Democrat? Uh, well, I think so. She's running under the Republican ticket, but uh, yeah, she uh, talked about climate change and talked about uh, uh, more mental health evaluations in school. And uh, just all sorts of things that you would uh, uh, generally hear coming from. Well, what the, was what, what was the overall reception? How was she? Uh, how was she viewed? How was she received? Uh, did a lot? Of, was there? Because sometimes you know how it is when you're up there and you're talking to a group of people, 
and you say something, and then the next thing you hear, uh, maybe some oohs or ahs or ohs out there in the uh, in the crowd, or you know, maybe some people are a little concerned about the uh, the subject matter. It's very rare that I've been to a meeting um, like that that uh, there were audible notices from the uh, audience in in disagreement. Usually, if they're in agreement, they'll clap and cheer, and things are great. When you hear something you love to hear. Um, Generally, there isn't a whole lot of uh, disagreement between the audience and whoever's up there speaking. There might mm-hmm. be some fine lines, but right. last night was a bit of an exception, I have to tell you. Um, when uh, Mindy Martin started talking about uh, climate change and, um, and, and again, the, the, uh, um, all the, the mental evaluations of our kids in school, there was an, an audible groan from the audience. Um, she was challenged on that subject and stuck with it and was challenged again and, uh, still kind of defended it. So, um, you know, at first I, you know, I, well, anybody come in and talk to us and find out what you're about and see what's going on. Uh, and, and everybody was very cordial and it's not like anybody was mean to her. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure she got the idea that, that maybe the room was not on her side when it came to a lot of those issues. It, It was, it was evident. More evident than I've probably really ever seen, to be quite candid with you. But um, considering the circumstances and considering the uh, uh, subject matter, I, I understand why people were, were uh, how they were, quite candid with you. I wonder if this is not something that uh, we're hearing more and more about from uh, Republicans as we talk about uh, Republicans that are not extremely far to the right, not extremely far to the left, but somewhere in the middle and Republicans who are willing to work with Democrats on certain things. Uh, and it could be any anything at all. But I really would like to know more about uh, why it is necessary to give our children, uh, subject them to these mental health evaluations in the first place. Uh, you know, if, if there's a child that's having a problem in school, I know that they've got counselors and people that could take them aside and maybe sit down and talk to them and find out what's going on. And then try to help them adapt so that they they learn. You know, essentially, you know, school is turning into more of a social experiment than it is a learning experiment. And I think that's why there's the problem because we don't trust the folks that are in the schools anymore, um, and with whatever type of counseling they might give, because uh, we hear across the country about various different types of indoctrination mm-hmm. sort of uh, counseling, or um, maybe, uh, or they're counseling kids and they're not telling the parents anything about it, that it's even gone on, or they're counseling kids in directions that their parents might not want them to go. So, to me, and, and this was brought up last night in the meeting that, you know, you have counselors in school, but those counselors should say, all right, well, you know, your scores show that you're really good at math. You're not quite sure where you want to go in life. Maybe you ought to look at, uh, you know, being an engineer or something, something that's good with math or a, a computer programmer or something, things you need a lot of math for. Uh, look into this sort of stuff, you know, uh, um, or, uh, all right, you're really good at writing. Maybe you want to be an attorney or, or a journalist or something. So, this is where this career counseling, and that's, you know, you shouldn't take this class. You should take that class. But when they start getting into, 
well, do you feel like a boy today or do you feel like a girl today? See, that's that's the line that is, it's, that's not even a blurry line right. to almost every parent out there. Right. That is a line you do not go down. So I think that's the big issue we have today. It, it, it's moved from helping a kid figure out their career choices to trying to get kids to f- do all these other things that, yeah. that they're not supposed to be doing in school. Well, it's that school uh, up there in Columbia, Missouri. Blair Oaks. Blair Oaks, where they uh, allow the kids to come in. And is, is it Blair Oaks where they allow the kids to come in, and if they don't feel comfortable dressed the way they are, they allow them to, uh, you know, if a girl wants to dress up as a boy, a boy wants to dress up as a girl, and they don't tell the parents. Well, there was a parent from Blair Oaks at the meeting last night. Uh-huh. Now, I jumped the gun when I told, you know, you, you were trying to come up with that school, and I said Blair Oaks. I don't know if they allow that, if they have the little closets that you can go change in. Um, well, but it, I, it, I think it's up in Columbia, Missouri. It, 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 and, and, and I think that's up that way. Um, but uh, what they absolutely do at Blair Oaks, according to this parent that was there last night, is they will allow their kids to use any bathroom that they want to at any time they need to go use it. And if in the morning they decide they want to go to a boy's restroom, uh, a boy wants to use the boy's restroom in the morning, and in the afternoon they want to use the girl's restroom, that's perfectly fine with school administration, mm-hmm. among other things. So um, I think that's why we have the problem that we have with with uh, counselors and then this mental health stuff is because we don't trust what they're trying to do. And if we can't be a part of it as a parent, um, we're not going to ever trust that. Uh, if you want to bring us in and sit us down with uh, what you're trying, maybe. I don't know. I still wouldn't go for it, but um, you could at least maybe work with it. You mentioned something uh, a bit ago about you know Republicans that want to work with Democrats and vice versa. I think because of the nature of, of how we have found America in the position it is. You know, for, for a long time, there was this... Um, a working across the aisle sort of thing and compromise. And, and I think a big part of that is because the Democrats had control of uh, the Missouri, or excuse me, the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate for so many long years. And uh, even if they would lose it for a little while, they would gain it back again. So it was like continually a Democrat uh, agenda that was being, uh, being held over America. And uh, that's the things that were moving forward. And I think that we have gotten to a point now where we have finally, I say we, I mean uh, constitutional conservatives, folks that like uh, the way the country was founded, or at least the principles and ideas of that, and we see that the Democrats have been changing that for so many years now, I mean literally decades, uh, multiple decades, that we are to a point where, no, there is no more compromising. Because every time you compromise with a Democrat, it seems as though, at least a leftist, and they're kind of all that way anymore, mm-hmm. um, we don't compromise. We just get farther away from the Constitution. And it's kind of like the gas prices right now, okay? So we've gotten up to where it was almost $5 a gallon here in the state of Missouri. I believe the highest it got was, what, like four fifty something or 4 Did it get up to 460 or maybe 479 479 yeah. Okay, so, so people were really starting to complain about that. And if it would have hit $5 a gallon, I don't know if we would have had a nationwide riot or not. Maybe should have. But anyhow, so... I think that then the now powers you know that be, when you say things like that. <laughs> well, I said maybe. But anyhow. I'm teasing. So, well, hey, at what point in time is America going to say enough is enough? And when we say that, what are we going to do about it? Go to a little meeting. Oh, we need to elect this person. So in the next 10 years, gas prices might be down to where they should be. No. There's some things now that are becoming to a point where we can't just let the regular process go forward. We got a little bit, we got to be a little more uh, in touch with what's happening and a little more forceful about what we want to have 
have have done to correct things. But so the gas prices they jack them up to four seventy nine, and people are really starting to complain. So what do they do? They let it come down and. Please do not try to convince me that the president has no control over gas prices. Absolutely guarantee you his policies do. Otherwise, he wouldn't be going to Saudi Arabia trying to cry to them about getting more oil pumped when you could pump the stuff right here. I digress. So they take the gas prices way up here, and then when we start complaining, they let them get down to, you know, where are we now? At about 420, 419 right. a right. gallon, 470. And now people aren't quite as upset about it. We should still be livid. It's still twice as much as it should ever be. Well, here, it's much like when we were talking about the temperature. You know, it's going to be 101, yeah. 102, then 103, then 104, then 105. And then all of a sudden, it's 89. And we're everybody's great. like, yeah. whew. Yeah. And you can use that same yeah. uh, that same thought process when it comes to gas prices. Yeah. They jack them up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go up to 479, and then we'll decrease them incrementally. Uh, 469, 459, 449, 439, 429. Everybody's yeah. like, wow, that's great. But remember when we were paying, what was it, uh, a couple a of years ago? fifty nine under uh, under, under $2, $2 for a gallon of gas, Absolutely. which is where it should be. That's I mean, about right. uh, you talk about inflation, you talk about the economy, you talk about all of these things going on, and then you wonder why we are the way we are. We are, as a society, as a country, as a people, being conditioned and it is yeah you know it's with this it's it's the same thought process and and let me tell you folks it works across the board it doesn't discriminate it's not just republicans it's not just democrats it's not white black uh hispanic asian it 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 affects us all and that is the point that i think more people need to understand and realize that as these things happen and people are defending it and people are going up against it we are being conditioned, and we are being conditioned as a people so that future generations will just fall into line with this. They'll be in lockstep with the government because, well, you know, that's just you know how it works, and the government is here to help us. There's a problem, federal government. We need your help, uh, much like, you know, when there was a shooting. And uh, if it's at a mall, if it's at a school, as horrific as it may be, what is it? that uh, most people say, you know, help us, please help us. Just do anything, do something, mm-hmm. whatever. we got a couple of minutes left in the top of the hour. You mentioned um, uh, Mindy Martin. Uh, Lisa Thomas also got Lisa the chance Thomas to speak. Was there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yep, she um, she did a good job, uh, talked about the thing. She was challenged on a few votes that she's taken in uh, uh, in Jefferson City. And, and a quick shout-out to some friends that came down. So, you know, um, since we've been doing this show, that I've been, uh, since we've been doing things together here, um, that I involved in Jefferson City a lot years ago. And uh, one of my favorite people um, from up there was Lisa Panette. She used to live in the St. Louis area. Now she's moved to Jefferson City. And she is, I think she's been on the show, uh, as a matter of fact, yes. at one time or another. So um, she was a fantastic citizen lobbyist. She stays very on top of what's going on in Jefferson City. Uh, myself, uh, Stacy Shore, others have all worked with her, um, still do. So I'm just happy she was there last night. We also had uh, Beth Schoenberg there. She is the uh, host of CSC Talk Radio. Um, and uh, so Maybe we need to get her on. Well, she's great people. So, you know, um, so there was a lot of neat things going on last night that I got to see. And Lisa did a good, Lisa Thomas did a good job. She was challenged uh, again on a couple of votes that she's taken. And, and look, you know, we're not going to agree with every single thing that a, that a, a, legis, a legislative o- a, official does, usually, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's some 
some big things that we need to be able to agree on. So, so anyhow, um, you know, and that just shows that uh, we do need to keep an eye on our elected officials. And, um, you know, I'm given the opportunity, keep an eye on what I'm doing because, uh, um, you know, oh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm they will. sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So, it, you know, and, and so it was, it was a good meeting. It was just a good, uh, it was a good uh, meeting overall. And it was good to see a lot of people yeah, that and, it was a great in, turnout. At some point, wouldn't you like to be able to feel confident with your government? But I don't think... That's a, ever a, a good stance to take, and here's why. Yeah. If you allow yourself to be lulled into a false sense of security and you're not paying attention to what's going on, it doesn't make any difference who's in charge, then that's when things happen that shouldn't happen. That's right, brother. I, I encourage everyone, regardless of your political affiliation, if you're a conservative, if you're liberal, whoever you are, stay engaged in what is happening because... You know, we talk a lot about uh, things that happen on the federal level. We talk about things that happen on the state level. Certainly, I think we, the people, especially in the Tri-County region, uh, the Quad County region, whatever you want to call it, uh, Miller, Morgan, Camden, Benton County, uh, if you want to go Hickory County, Dallas County, Laclede County, Pulaski County, (laughs) uh, Boone County, whatever, you know, if you're not paying attention, that's when things happen. And if you're okay with things happening, because... You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, two-parent families where mom and dad both work. There's uh, a lot of single-parent families where mom or dad work. And what you have to consider with all of this is the fact that I think sometimes government, they want you to look over here. Sure they do. And not paying attention. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. That's right. And it's so very important. Uh, We've got the election coming up on August the 2nd. There are uh, a number of people who are running for political office, you know, presiding commissioner, uh, Campbell County prosecutor, uh, judges. Circuit clerk. Circuit clerk, of course. And, uh, you know, you just kind of want to keep an eye on things. Mm -hmm. And, And my advice would be to, if you get an opportunity to talk to one of these individuals, uh, one-on-one, do it. Ask them their thoughts on, you know, what they feel is important for uh, this area. Because really, I mean, when it comes right down to it, it seems like the only real control we have, uh, people in this area, is in local government. And, you know, go to meetings. Uh, and, and, and and take the opportunity. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people would say, oh, I would never go to the Democrat club meeting. Maybe go to one sometime and just sit down and take in what it is they're talking about because gee you don't know and and if you're only going to look at one side then i think it's hard to kind of weigh all of the subject matter whatever the topic may be so stay engaged folks and and we almost have to these days because now and i'm going to jump from the local level all the way up to the national level because I've got something I want to talk about with Ike next hour, and that is this uh, whole situation involving the president. And as the article says here from DailyCaller.com, Biden poised to declare climate emergency to ram through green agenda. So now he is going to more than likely start issuing executive orders, and who knows what those executive orders uh, could be, and we'll talk about that as I said, next hour. Uh, there's been some things going on here recently within about the last 24 hours, and I wanted to send a shout-out to my good friend, uh, Professor Jim Paisley, and I wanted to assure all of you listening that uh, he will always have a home here at uh, 
Key Radio. As a matter of fact, we're going to start uh, doing a weekly feature with Jim on Wednesdays in the 9 o'clock hour. A nice one-two punch on uh, Wednesdays. Ike Skelton in hour one, Jim Paisley in hour two. And we'll continue to go down the trail that Jim has always gone down of providing situations that are current and then relating that to things that have happened in the past. And uh, I'm excited you know, Jim comes on every couple of weeks here on this program, but certainly excited to have him on on a weekly basis, much like Ike and, and some of our uh, other uh, great guests that we have, Dave Maupin, uh, Danny Ellison, Mindy Sales, uh, uh, Bev Allen, and, and, and it's great to have these people on that continue uh, to keep us in the know, keep us uh, poised and ready, and always focusing on what's right out there, that carrot that's dangling right in front of our faces. <laughs> We're going to jump in real quick with uh, our top-of-the-hour information break. As I said, we're going to talk a little bit about this climate emergency. Mm. And I think uh, with the weather the way it's been, uh, some folks just kind of feel that the whole thing has been debunked. But as is the case, and it's always been uh, something that a lot of people are trying to force down our throats, whether it was Bernie Sanders or <laughs> mm. AOC or uh, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, and his administration, this is something that I think we really have to keep a close eye on, and uh, we'll talk about it coming up. Again, your phone calls welcome at 573-633-5395. Great to have all of you listening this morning, 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, with information from Stacy Johnson and LakeExpo.com, a check of sports with Chris Schneider from Lake TV. It's The Daily Show on Key Radio. Content provided by the people, right here on 89.3. K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, July 20th. A missing baby has been found after an endangered person advisory alerted Lake of the Ozarks area residents he may be in the area. Authorities say two-week-old Aaron Shinstock was found safe with his non-custodial mother. Deputies performed a traffic stop in a rural area of eastern Missouri when they located Aaron in a car. The child was transported by EMS to a local hospital as precaution and is in the custody of children and family services. A Sunrise Beach woman was seriously injured Monday in a PWC crash at Lynn Creek Cove. 20-year-old Annie Thompson was driving a Yamaha Wave Runner and jumping wakes when the PWC struck a second Yamaha Wave Runner. Thompson sustained serious injuries and was transported by Camden County EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. Hiking at Lake of the Ozarks has some beautiful views, but have you ever tried hiking at night? Haha ha Tonka State Park team members are inviting the public to join a group hike Friday night beginning at 8.30. Through the hour-long, hikers will go through Island Cave and learn more about the park at night. More information at mostateparks.com. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. This news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. 
Bruce Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this hump day. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. Less than a week away now from Chiefs opening training camp. They report next Tuesday in St. Joe. The Chiefs, of course, have had great success the last few years. They've been to four straight AFC championship games and two Super Bowls. And, of course, they won one and lost one of those Super Bowls. First preseason game comes up August 13th. That's a Saturday. They'll be in Chicago to play the Bears. Now, the AFC West is going to be tough this year. The division stacked with uh, great quarterback talent. Of course, you got Mahomes, and he's joined by new Denver quarterback Russell Wilson, who came over from Seattle. Uh, Justin Aber, he leads uh, the Chargers. Derek Carr with the Raiders. Going to be interesting this year in the AFC West. Of course, Major League Baseball in its all-star break. They played the big game last night. There were four Cardinals there, one Royal there. Cardinals doing pretty well at the all-star break. Just one game out of first place behind the Brewers at the break. The Royals, well, they're in last place in their division, hoping to get better the second half of the season. The dust starting to settle a little bit after that uh, British Open golf tournament. What a final round. Australian Cameron Smith rallying from four shots down to win the British Open. He beat Rory McIlroy, who at one point looked like he was going to be the wonder kid of the sport, but now he's gone eight years without uh, winning a major tournament, and he gets denied again this time around. NASCAR boys getting ready for a stop at Pocono this weekend. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin K.B. Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness. And Lake TV also brings you live high school football games this fall, Friday nights. Be sure to check that out. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku, Just do a search for Lake TV, and you can watch it streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and, of course, the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and, of course, online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key
Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Welcome back. It is uh, 9.09, and we are happy to have you with us this morning. 84 degrees, 101, the expected high today. And i got to tell you, folks, it's just one of those days where uh, if you live on the lake, you can probably run out there and jump in the lake if that's your thing. But uh, I will say that uh, 101 is the expected high, 68 the overnight low. Looking at uh, a high today uh, of 101, that is going to be very, 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 did I say very enough? Hot. Hot. (laughs) So take the proper precautions. Take care of yourself. Take care of your friends, your neighbors, family members, uh, pets, all of that. Uh, 101 the high, 68 the low. Uh, high tomorrow of 102, Friday's high of 104, Saturday's high of 105, Sunday's high of 104, and then maybe an isolated thunderstorm on Monday with a high of 96 degrees. Ooh. 84, as we're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors in Osage Beach, Missouri. Stop by and uh, see Bill and Janice. Better yet, give them a call, make an appointment. Uh, let them uh, give you that first consult for free, and they will uh, tell you about all of the various options. Uh, there is no cookie-cutter approach, no cookie-cutter situation, uh, but uh, definitely a, a good opportunity for you to come in, sit down, uh, tell them what you've got going on, and they can uh, come up with a solution for you, whether it's uh, retirement, whether it's providing for your family, whether it's investing, whether it's uh, saving for the future, whatever you'd like to do. And again, ask them about the mile marker formula, which is uh, pretty fascinating when you get an opportunity. Uh, before we get into things, uh, a while back, Dave Dunkley, you know, uh, CJ and Dave Dunkley, uh, they have the Healing Box Project, which is a, a great way to get veterans out of the dark and into the light, as uh, I like to say. Uh, they have, uh, our, our Dave sent this uh, to me uh, about uh, the National Veterans Outdoors Rescue Hub, <laughs> 
It says uh, it presents new adventure jobs for veterans. When opportunity knocks, it says answer the door. The hub is free for everyone. This is a completely free resource available to share and be a part of. No logins are required to be listed or search, find, and get connected with your next no-cost veteran adventure, each provided by unique organizations across the USA. Do you or a business you know offer adventure jobs to veterans in the United States? Uh, it says fill out. Uh, they've got a form, I guess, that you can uh, fill out here online, and they talk about some of the examples of adventure jobs. Camping and retreat jobs, camp hosts at uh, tent campsite, rustic lodge, uh, glamping, climbing, hiking, and mountaineering, equine therapy, homesteading and farming, motorized jobs, hunting and shooting jobs, fun on the water jobs, winter sport jobs, and more. Uh, all you have to do, and I'm trying, let me see if I can find the, the website here, the link. It says uh, info at usvetconnect.com. And then I guess you, uh, when you get to that website, you type in the hub, H-U-B, uh, info at usvetconnect.com. And then you type in the hub, and it will take you to these jobs that are available for veterans, which I think is uh, uh, just a great idea. I mean, hire a veteran if you can, because these folks are, as I found out in talking with Scott Rydell, very organized uh, you know, they're willing to work, they want to work, and uh, they want to do the job and meet uh, the employer's expectations. So whenever you have the opportunity, folks, please hire a veteran. Um, coming up tomorrow night, I know, Ike, uh, we were going to talk, uh, you mentioned the Canby County Republican Club meeting. There is another, is it a candidate forum? Is it going to be a debate? It's going to be at the Little Theater on the uh, Camdenton uh, School campus. Tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, they've uh, done this with, um, let's see, circuit clerk, preside, or excuse me, um, oh, shoot, uh, <laughs> circuit clerk, uh, prosecuting attorney, and I want to say there was another one. Oh, judges, and the two judges that mm-hmm. are on the circuit judge. Um, so we did it over at the Little Theater, and they had some great questions. And uh, I, you know, I don't know if you can use, use the term debate, whatever, but a forum, whichever it was, right. they did it. And uh, we're going to do it tomorrow night for presiding commissioner. Huh? Okay, very good. And I think, um, I think it starts at 6.30. Yeah. And then there is another forum coming up on the 25th. Uh, that's going to be with... Uh, with uh, Lake TV, yep. and uh, then we're going to uh, try and run the audio from that here on Key Radio. So, uh, folks, lots going on, and this is a good opportunity for you to be informed. Listen, tune in, show up, but on some level, make sure that you are there to hear from the candidates. Um, I guess uh, we'll throw some questions out and see where things end up. Yeah, they did a really good job, and uh, they the questions were fairly uniform across the board, and there were some good questions. And one of the questions, um, if, if uh, you don't mind the segue here, <laughs> um, was about campaign finance. And the question was, what do you? What are your concerns about money uh, in a local race like this? What are your concerns about money from out of state or out of the area? And most folks don't have a real problem with that. I mean, you got a lot of friends and family that live out of the area that want to help you out, so they send money. Um, I, for me personally, I think one of the biggest 
um, concerns when it comes to money in campaigns, in any campaign, is where does it come from? And I think that when you have full disclosure, um, then you can see where it comes from. You can make your own mind up as to what the uh, intent was, whether there's going to be any quid pro quo or what have you, you know? So when it's all out in the open, everybody can see what's going on. Well, I was looking at an article on, I believe it was the Missouri Times, and it happened to talk about the J.B. Pack. Well, this pack happens to support Justin Brown. And they're doing a lot of ads, and there's other packs. There's packs all over the place. There's there's a local pack here that's going to be doing some things. Uh, there's statewide packs. There's nationwide packs. It's Political Action Committee. That's what PAC stands for. And what happens is when we vote... Uh, and we voted here in Missouri to um, regulate the amount of, put a cap on the amount of donations that a candidate can take in their political campaign. And it is thought that by doing that, by limiting those donations, it, it uh, limits the influence and it maybe opens up the possibility for uh, other people that don't have these multi-million dollar donors to help out or whatever uh, might get a, a little bit of traction in a in a campaign. Well, the problem is then, you see, it's kind of like anything much the government comes... I mean, look at our tax code. The the American economy has spent billions of dollars figuring out how to save more billions of dollars from the government taxing programs. So, very similarly here, if you want to donate to a candidate and do some things for a candidate, we have to figure out how to get around campaign finance laws. And they've done that with a thing called a political action committee. So then a political action committee can spend virtually any amount of money they want to. They can support people. They can support issues. Uh, they can do both. They can do none. They can destroy somebody or or be against whatever the program is or whatever whoever that person is. So they have a wide range of what they're capable of doing. Uh, there are some rules on them. They're not very much. Nothing like uh, the rules that you have on, a, on an actual candidate campaign. And one of the most unfortunate things I think about PACs, to my knowledge, and somebody please call in and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'd like to know. 573-633-5395. And come in and call in and tell us about it. And But it's my understanding that those PACs do not have to disclose where their money comes from. So now you have maybe a candidate, uh, I believe uh, a flawed candidate in Justin Brown, a flawed legislator for a Republican anyway, um, and maybe you know maybe uh, people don't maybe some people don't really like what he's doing and therefore they're not going to donate to him this time. Well, here comes along somebody that does have some sort of an interest. They start a pack and they start bringing in millions of dollars to start helping this candidate. Now, the candidates are not supposed to coordinate with a pack. Packs and candidates do not are not supposed to coordinate how they do things. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that actually happens that way. But what is coordination? I'm sure there's an attorney out there that figure out. Well, this is the word cooperation. You guys can talk about anything else you want to, as long as you don't do X, Y, Z. So, you know, it, it's just the way we do things. Every and and isn't that illustrative in America in general? You know, Americans. One thing that make us. I think unique in the world is that because we have a free way of thinking and we are, we have liberty minded and, and freedom to do pretty much what we want to, as long as we don't, you know, there's rules, but anyhow, we have that free thought going on. So when a problem is presented to us, 
we try to fix that problem. And one thing about uh, you know this here is here and all right, we've got a problem. We can't help our candidate like we want to. Let's figure out the problem, how to go around it. So we've done that. They've gone around that, and um, you know we have uh, we have the financing campaigns that we have, and, and political action committees. And you don't know where the money's going now. You don't know who it's coming from. Uh, I don't know if you know what they're spending it on, but but um, you certainly don't know where the money's coming from. And I think that's a serious problem. Let's see if we've got the caller on the line here. Hold on. All let's right. try it again. And let's see if we can get the caller in here. Give them uh, an opportunity to get in key. There we go, caller. We hear you uh, coughing, and I uh, hope you're doing okay today. You're on uh, Key Radio. Good morning. <laughs> well, I'm alive, so there you go. Uh, a few points here I wanted to uh, make. Number one, uh, anybody that's listening, I talked to a friend of mine yesterday, and he said he listened to Key Radio when he was at his desktop computer. And that's good, but you can listen to it anywhere. Um, if you download the app, I went and downloaded it last night from the Play Store. It works just fine. Open your app, uh, hit that big play button in the top left-hand corner if you have an Android. And if you're in your car or outside, whatever, Bluetooth it to a speaker. Bluetooth it to your car speaker, uh, to an outside speaker. So the really, if you want to listen to key radio uh, and you have a smartphone and everybody does, it's really that easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would just strongly recommend everybody get the app. Uh, it's the best way to listen in my mind. Caller, if I had the power That's to do it, I would, uh, I would set you up with a year's supply of uh, rice the San Francisco treat. So <laughs> thank you for the, uh, for the kind words there and spreading the message. I appreciate that. Now make sure you tell your friends, too. Uh, well, I, I do, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, now, to Ike's point on the, the pack, I slightly disagree with Ike on this because... I I don't want to have to have people's information disclosed to PACs, and I'll tell you why. Because politics is an ugly blood sport, and a lot of people just simply won't donate if they know they're going to be at the uh, tip of the sword of the enemy, so to speak. And when you have to disclose that, that's exactly what they are. And now their businesses are threatened, they're threatened personally, uh, their livelihoods are threatened, and so they just won't engage politically. And so I think it's a way to protect people from the dirty, dirty side of politics. And so I'm okay with it not being disclosed. I, I would agree with you a little bit, my friend. If um, if if, and I, and I agree with you a little bit, but you know, this is how the George Soroses of the world funnel their money into whatever they want to funnel it into. And uh, you might have a candidate. Uh, that is running in, uh, let's say, for our party, as it were, as or, and they call themselves a constitutional conservative or whatever term they want to use, when in reality they're Democrat <clears throat> running as a Republican and they're being funneled a bunch of money through a pack, uh, like maybe Justin Brown is, uh, and they're going to support him. Um, I get where you're coming from, but I, I, I also take... To the point where you know, if you got to be able to stand up for what you believe in, and if you're if you're simply going to be intimidated um, to not do that, then then that side is won. Well, you're not wrong there. I mean, that's a good point. 
I would just say we need to have our own George Soros, but not for evil, but for good. <laughs> I you, wish you know, there were, yeah, no, I it, wish there were a few more out there. I agree with you. You know, they always went after the Koch brothers, and and they still do. And one of them's, I think, even passed away. Um, and that's who they're going to keep hammering on. Um, but we don't, unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, the uh, the the right, the conservative side, doesn't have a whole lot of those guys. But I hear where you're coming from. Well, can- cancel culture is so huge yeah, that if yeah. you do uh, step out of line, you, you lose your job, you lose your livelihood. And people are not going to risk, most people are not going to risk their livelihood for any political candidate, no matter how good they are. So the, there's, we got to find a middle ground somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there aren't a whole lot of people that are willing to pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor anymore. That's right. That's exactly right. Hey, uh, candidate debate tomorrow night. I don't know if you guys have covered this. So what is it? Six thirty at the middle school, at the uh, what is it? The theater, the little theater. So anybody listening? Little theater. Yeah. Anybody listening? Uh, go to that candidate debate. It's going to be uh, pretty good. And my main man Ike's going to be there. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Did you have a good birthday party for your youngin last yep. night? I did. Most I did. excellent. It turned out really, really well. Tell her happy birthday. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I'll let you go. Thank you, Matt. We uh, appreciate the phone call this morning. And uh, again, anyone else who'd like to uh, jump on board, 573-633-5395. It is uh, easy to do. Again, as the caller alluded to, uh, we've got apps for your iPhone, for your Android. Go to your Google Store. Go to your uh, uh, App Store. Type in KE. Uh, I'm sorry, Key Radio. Key Radio K E Y K. Key Radio K E Y K. You can take us with us. Uh, take us with you wherever you go. Five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five is the number. Eighty four degrees. Hanging out with Ike Skelton. Nine twenty four is our time. So, you know these packs. Uh, it just seems to me like. Uh, do you consider it a necessary evil? I guess it depends on who you are. Is it something that uh, obviously they get behind certain causes, they get behind certain groups, uh, they push one candidate over another, uh, they push uh, maybe a particular ballot issue over another? Uh, you know, I, I don't mean to put the cart ahead of the horse. Uh, we, we're, we're still looking at August 2nd as uh, the primary uh, but, uh, you know, what about the uh, general election coming up in November? Is there anything we need to be paying attention to there? Uh, is there anything that's uh, going to be on the ballot? Uh, you know, uh, they had talked about the legalization of uh, recreational marijuana mm-hmm. and that uh, there is a strong push on by a group that would like to see that happen here in the state of Missouri. Now, interesting story about, uh, about all of this. As you know, uh, it is illegal uh, to sell marijuana on the federal level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like uh, some of the dispensaries and uh, grow facilities and things like that. And I think I might have told this story before, but there was someone in Missouri that had to go to Colorado to take, because none of the banks around here will yeah. deal with it because it's drug money. Yeah. So the guy is going through uh, the state of Kansas. Yep. And he gets pulled over for whatever reason, speeding, taillight out, whatever. I, I don't know what infraction uh, happened in this particular instance. Uh, but they were transporting the money and a very large sum of money. And the uh, I guess the person that pulled him over said, uh, what's with all the money? And uh, he said, well, 
I'm transporting money from like a grow facility or dispensary in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Got to go take it to a bank in Colorado. So they seized, they, I, I guess they arrested the driver, seized the vehicle because Kansas is one of those states where they have neither uh, medical nor recreational marijuana. Right. And so you're driving through the stole state of Kansas. Mo- with, stole his money, too. Uh, with drug money. I, and I yeah. never heard if they got it back. I don't know. I don't know. And you can look on YouTube and, and uh, Google this or look on YouTube, and you can find instances like this all over the country. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just an individual taking uh, maybe what they've saved uh, for whatever reason, you know, uh, uh, 50 grand or, or 95 grand or 10 grand, and they've taken it out of the bank and they're driving across country because they're going to start somewhere in another state, you know. They got their suitcase in the trunk and, and $10,000 in their pocket, and here we go. Let's start a new life, which isn't that beautiful to be able to be an American to even do that. You mm-hmm. can't do that in most countries. Anyhow, um, so then they get pulled over. They find out about this cash, and, uh, um, oh, your officer, I've saved that, you know, for the last 10 years. This is what I've got. Well, can you prove you did it? Well, can you prove you have a savings account? Well, okay, we're going to take your money. And now it might take uh, twenty or $30,000 to try to get that $10,000 back. So um, uh, a lot of things are upside down when it comes to all of that this day and age in this country, for sure. That is uh, certainly one of the things that uh, we're paying attention to. But also, uh, and I mentioned it, uh, that we would discuss it, and we're getting close to the bottom of the hour, but this is uh, something that people need to be aware of as well, uh, that the president is poised to declare a climate emergency to ram through uh, the green agenda. This is from uh, dailycaller.com. And I'll just read a couple of the uh, the lines here. President Joe Biden could declare a climate emergency as soon as this week, according to the Washington Post, in a bid to implement elements of his environmental agenda as climate legislation has stalled in Congress. So here's what you're looking at. Um, again, executive orders, uh, a lot of things being done. In, and are they using the heat of the summer as a way to further... The, of course, uh, the, the the climate uh, legislation, uh, the climate agenda, the environmental agenda, whatever you want to call it, and so we'll talk about that. Uh, again, your phone calls welcome at five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. If you are a new listener to Key Radio, I want to thank you for taking the time, and again, let you know we've got uh, some things coming up next week uh, that you'll uh, want to be aware of. I know we're going to be talking to at least one more. Uh, candidate. Uh, we've got uh, some other things. Uh, but I want to tell you, folks, we're going to make this a, a mix of, uh, you know, things like politics and what's going on in the community. The whole purpose of Key Radio is to be a vehicle for the community. So we encourage you to uh, listen in, uh, listen to some of the other programming that we've got going on. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can tell you that following this particular program, Geopolitics and Empire, Living Off Grid, Your Best Version, True History Professor, you know who that is, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and much more. And what we do is we recycle the programming at 4 and then recycle it for you again at midnight. So you get uh, three eight-hour blocks in case you missed the show this morning. Uh, the Daily Show will be back on at 4 o'clock this afternoon until 6 this evening. Time for us to uh, step aside and take our final information break of the show. Stacey Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider with Lake TV with a look at sports, more of Ike Skelton, more of your phone calls, and more of The Daily Show coming up right here on Key Radio. 
Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, July 20th. A missing baby has been found after an endangered person advisory alerted Lake of the Ozarks area residents he may be in the area. Authorities say two-week-old Aaron Shinstock was found safe with his non-custodial mother. Deputies performed a traffic stop in a rural area of eastern Missouri when they located Aaron in a car. The child was transported by EMS to a local hospital as a precaution and is in the custody of children and family services. A Sunrise Beach woman was seriously injured Monday in a PWC crash at Lynn Creek Cove. 20-year-old Annie Thompson was driving a Yamaha Wave Runner and jumping wakes when the PWC struck a second Yamaha Wave Runner. Thompson sustained serious injuries and was transported by Camden County EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. Hiking at Lake of the Ozarks has some beautiful views, but have you ever tried hiking at night? Haha ha Tonka State Park team members are inviting the public to join a group hike Friday night beginning at 8.30. Through the hour-long hikers will go through Island Cave and learn more about the park at night. More information at MoStateParks.com. This has been your Lake Expo newscast. This news and more at LakeExpo.com. Lake news events and the boating life, LakeExpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design. Just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories. Uh, But we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 5. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this hump day. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. Less than a week away now from Chiefs opening training camp. They report next Tuesday in St. Joe. The Chiefs, of course, have had great success the last few years. They've been to four straight AFC Championship games and two Super Bowls. And, of course, they won one and lost one of those Super Bowls. First preseason game comes up August 13th. That's a Saturday. They'll be in Chicago to play the Bears. Now, the AFC West is going to be tough this year. The division stacked with uh, great quarterback talent. Of course, you got Mahomes, and he's joined by new Denver quarterback Russell Wilson, who came over from Seattle. Uh, Justin Abair, he leads uh, the Chargers. Derek Carr with the Raiders going to be interesting this year in the AFC West. Of course, Major League Baseball in its all-star break. They played the big game last night. There were four Cardinals there, one Royal there. Cardinals 
doing pretty well at the All-Star break. Just one game out of first place behind the Brewers at the break. The Royals, well, they're in last place in their division, hoping to get better the second half of the season. The dust starting to settle a little bit after that uh, British Open golf tournament. What a final round. Australian Cameron Smith rallying from four shots down to win the British Open. He beat Rory McIlroy, who at one point looked like he was going to be the wonder kid of the sport, but now he's gone eight years without uh, winning a major tournament, and he gets denied again this time around. NASCAR boys getting ready for a stop at Pocono this weekend. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness. And Lake TV also brings you live high school football games this fall, Friday nights. Be sure to check that out. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry. You can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV, and you can watch it streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. The artichoke heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Key Radio is the newest and most exciting radio format at the lake. It's not made up of political pundits or media experts. It's made up by the people, the people at the Lake of the Ozarks. Our content providers offer a variety of interesting viewpoints on many different topics. Key Radio encourages you to share your talents and viewpoints by becoming a content provider. Go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio to find out more about 89.3 The Key. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Already 87 degrees at 937. Welcome in. If you are new to Key Radio, I want to take the opportunity to thank you and encourage you to stick around and listen to some of the other uh, programming that we've got lined up throughout uh, the course of the day. I explained earlier, uh, we do things in eight-hour blocks. So if you missed the show, you didn't get to hear the whole thing, you can always go back. Uh, go to keyradio.live, uh, and uh, you can uh, enjoy our podcasts. 
those are certainly something a lot of people uh, uh, like to be able to have at their disposal when they want to go back and listen to a particular show. If you missed it today, you can always check out the podcast as well. Ike Skelton is with us, and Ike, we have a caller on the line. Caller, good morning. You are on The Daily Show. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Great show this morning. morning. I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much for checking in. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people have been concerned about you over the last 24 hours. You and I spent some time together, and uh, uh, a lot of folks want to find out where you're going to land when it's all said and done. And I did mention the fact that you're going to be on. Uh, We're going to put you in the regular guest slot on Wednesdays in the 9 o'clock hour here on uh, on Key Radio. So uh, what's going on this morning, Jim? Well, that's the reason why I called. I want to thank you all for giving me a great topic for next week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to doing it. You're talking about this climate change thing. Now, I'm going to sit back and watch what Biden says today. But I thought I'd sprinkle a few tidbits in here for you guys. 1975, scientists pondered why the world's climate is changing and said a major cooling widely considered to be inevitable is is coming to us that was by the new york times may 21st of 1975 in the same year the threat of a new ice age must now stand alongside nuclear war Mm -hmm. as a likely source of wholesale death and misery for mankind that was by the new science magazine in an article in international wildlife magazine and in 76 they said it will affect u.s farms as well now get this 1980, we have Senator Timothy Worth said, we've got to ride the global warming issue. Even if the theory of global warming is wrong, we will be doing the right thing in terms of economic policy and environmental policy. And then I love this one. In 98, no matter if the science of global warming is phony, climate change provides the greatest opportunity to bring about justice and equality in the world that's by the canadian minister of environment i've got one more the same new york times that said we're going into an ice age in 1975 in 1981 the new york times says global warming is coming and it will be of an almost unprecedented magnitude there's your science, boys. Fascinating how they <laughs> line that. Don't you love it? No, it's fascinating how they line up. In your studies, have you found an individual by the name of Roger Ravel? I have. I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I remember the name as being one of them. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the head of Scripps Institute, and um, he actually, yeah, he first came up with the idea of of the um, oh climate, not that the climate change, the the. Oh, shoot, the atmosphere, the greenhouse theory. That's that, He had the greenhouse theory, ah. right? And which is yeah. the carbon yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And um, so he came up with this theory, and, and that's where global warming kind of, and his kind of thing was maybe a freezing first, but then it came up with the warming. Uh, he wound up in, uh, in uh, the East Coast. And one of his first, uh, and started ta- teaching this stuff, and one of his very first students was, guess who? Al Gore. Tell me. I'll be there. Al Gore Gore was one of his very first students, and Al Gore bit this thing. I mean, took it hook, line, and sinker and uh, ran with it. As a matter of fact, as Al Gore gets into Congress and starts doing some uh, climate change, uh, wants to do some some legislation and so forth, Roger Revelle actually said, wait a minute now, guys. We step back a little bit. We need to do some more research on this. We're not quite sure. This is the way it is. And because, just like you mentioned, 
mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter whether global warming's we real, we can use it, right? Al Gore actually yeah. came out and started saying how Roger Revelle was going, you know, had dementia or was, uh, you know, going uh, uh, slipping away or what have you because he was just wrong about what he was talking about. So it's just fascinating how they went from, I mean, this is a, a religion to these folks now, and uh, I'll, I'll yeah. definitely listen in. Um, you ought to check out uh, when they came up with um, uh, Agenda 21 and what they did uh, uh, about Gia and the drums. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, and and what I find, that's great information. And, you know, one of the things I find fascinating is you can go all the way back with these predictions by these folks, all the way back to the turn of the century, the Mm -hmm. 20th century. Mm -hmm. Um, The same same group, group of, you know, people, uh, the New York Times, again, in 1912, said that uh, Professor Schmidt, Warns about warns us of an encroaching ice age. So it, you know, I just love it how it goes one way, then the other, back again, and now well, who are, you know? Somebody said never go, let a good crisis go to waste. Well, if that isn't going to be an example today with with Biden. So I'll get off of here and listen in. Great, again, great show, and I'm looking forward to joining you guys. Jim, we'll see you here next Wednesday in the nine o'clock hour. Thank you for checking in, sir. Always great to hear your voice. Thanks, buddy. You betcha. 943. So I was just sitting here, and uh, amazingly, this popped up on uh, on social media. It, uh, let me get uh, get back to it here. But let uh, it says, uh, Dan, Dan Garrett uh, posted this. It said, for EVs to replace all the internal combustion vehicles in the U.S., uh, the U.S. would require over 95% of all the known global cobalt reserves and take nearly 50 years to process without additional facilities, none of which will be built in the U.S. under current EPA rules. And uh, then he kind of runs down the industrial materials and talks about uh, all of this. But the interesting thing about this, okay, and here's the thing that we need to focus on, folks. What they say is a lot different than what they're going to be able to do. Because in order for a lot of this stuff to happen, you have to have the facilities necessary to process things, to build things, to uh, make all of these changes and do so in such a way uh, that it makes sense. But here's, here's what's interesting. I mean, look at just this for electric vehicles to replace all the internal combustion vehicles in the U.S., would require over 95% of all the known global cobalt reserves and take nearly 50 years to process without additional facilities. So are we going to really listen to what the Biden administration is saying in terms of, well, we have a climate emergency and we have to act on it now, and here's what we're going to do. Uh, And I'll I'll, I'll again talk a little bit about this article that I uh, prefaced earlier, leading Biden administration officials are debating ways to advance the president's agenda, advance the president's agenda. And the president is prepared to announce a number of new initiatives to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, reported the uh, Post. Now, again, this article is from the Daily Caller, uh, citing three people familiar with the matter. The internal discussions come after Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia told party leaders last week that he opposes the plans to advance this month's significant economic package that includes billions of dollars towards slashing carbon emissions and promoting green energy. White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein told reporters at a press briefing Monday that Biden would work aggressively 
to attack climate change, which, again, I, 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 I see that as a lot of executive orders. Realistically, there is a lot he can do, and there is a lot he will do, Bernstein said. Unilaterally declaring a climate emergency will not reduce emissions by one molecule, American Exploration and Production Council CEO Ann Bradbury said on uh, Twitter Tuesday. In fact, many of the policies that could follow from declaring a climate emergency would increase emissions while driving up costs for American families. Democratic lawmakers are also calling on Biden to use his power, his power, to enact further climate policies amid failed legislative action and the Supreme Court's recent decision to limit the regulatory abilities of the Environmental Protection Agency that, uh, as far as the Constitution is concerned, shouldn't exist in the first place. Amen. On Monday, Democratic Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon said it was time for Biden to take massive unilateral executive actions on climate change, even if the Supreme Court rules them unconstitutional. Now, just one thing here real quick. We are talking about what the United States plans to do as far as an environmental emergency, climate change, and the like. But it would seem to me that even if we're doing our part, you know, according to the Biden administration, What about the rest of the world? Don't you have to get the rest of the world on board? Because our climate doesn't just exist uh, here in the United States. Climate all over the world, the climate all over the world is something that you have to look at as far as the big picture is concerned. So you've got countries like China, you've got countries like Russia, you've got uh, uh, countries India, Pakistan, and the like. They They don't have the resource. Well... Russia and China, they don't care. They don't care. Uh, India you know, don't either. India doesn't care either. And so then how do you get all of these countries to get on board? So this has to be something that takes place globally. And there in itself lies another underlying circumstance mm-hmm. that we're not talking about, and that's the one world government. And so, uh, folks, I mean, if you look at this for what it is, they're going <clears> to <throat> try and scare the daylights out of you, make you paranoid as all get out that everything you do could be uh, advancing uh, uh, in this environmental emergency, but everybody has to be on board. So, you know, some countries in Europe are trying to do what they can do. Some countries in Asia are trying to do what they can do. I think down in Australia they have some uh, some things that they're trying to implement as well. But you're not going to do it on a significant level, enough of a significant level, that it's going to make that much of an impact. So really, it's not about climate change. It's not about an environmental emergency. That is what's on the surface. It's about everything underneath and the need to, once again, get these regulatory agencies, you know, get the, get the pen out. Let's start uh, putting together all of these regulations and these rules and, uh, you know, fines and fees and things along those lines that are related to all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to go with this thing. It's about it's about taking over. It's about intruding into people's lives. And the one thing that I see that there are a lot of major corporations that might be able to ride the storm out. But, you know, the small business guy who's just fighting to keep his head or her head above water, they're the ones that are going to be generally affected uh, by this, and uh, they may not even know it. That's the thing. There's X amount of rules and regulations already in place, and most people think they know, but then one day you get a letter in the mail or you get a visit from somebody, and they say, oh, by the way, you know, you're breaking this rule or, uh, you know, you're you're not doing your fair share to uh, contribute to the cause, so we're going to have to fine you. 
or we're going to have to, uh, you know, close you down for that, uh, yeah, for that sure. manner. So, yeah. well, you know, I think there's another uh, factor here too, and that's the fleecing of America. Do we? How many people remember Solyndra? <laughs> All right. So Solyndra, uh, during the Obama administration, pumped they they pumped millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars into this organization, into this outfit. It was a uh, um, a solar panel. Uh, manufacturing firm or what have you, and it was unionized. And I remember co- very correctly that uh, maybe even hundreds of millions—I don't exactly remember the numbers—were funneled through Solyndra and wound up going through the uh, the union that was there. And then they even tracked money that wound up getting kicked back to Democrat outfits in the in I believe it was in California. So. And they didn't do anything with that. Again, nobody got charged with anything or what have you, as far as I know. Uh, but this is another fleecing of America. You brought up the fact that, you know, the EPA rules would would not allow these facilities to be created so that this cobalt could be processed. I don't even know what all that has to do with, but I almost get you, guarantee you what they're fixing to do. During this emergency, they're going to buy... Uh, by executive order, they will reduce particular uh, uh, EPA regulations that will help them build facilities just like this, what you're talking about to process the cobalt or whatever it, mm. it, whatever they need. It doesn't matter what it is. And, they're, and, and then they're going to start building these things. So then the real question is, how many of these firms, uh, I imagine there's hundreds of them, I don't know, but I bet there are, that are already geared up, ready to do this. They've already got the plans in place for some cobalt processing facility. Or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Uh, even the battery recycling things they're starting to come up with now. Uh, the, the idea is already in place. All they're doing is they're waiting for the government to release the money. They'll get a whole great big bunch of this money that they want to put out more, hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm sure, uh, billions more than likely. And uh, somebody, some Democrat somewhere is going to get a cut of it. And it's going to wind up back in, here we go, here's PACs, here's a good, here's a good way of launching money. So you take money from the Treasury, you give it to some uh, uh, Solyndra, we'll say, and then Solyndra winds up giving it somewhere else, and then that money winds up in a pack that supports the Democrat that gave Solyndra the money to begin with. And it's just a cycle that continues around, and the rest of us are just taking it in the shorts for it. I don't like it. Very I don't true. like it at all. Very true. And, 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 and that is essentially what this is all about when you look at it deep down, folks. Follow the money. It's money laundering. Yeah. And, and, and follow the money. And, yeah, if it's, <laughs> it's something that's being laundered, you really have to wonder. Um, and, and I think to some degree when you talk about this that you have to believe that some of these uh, – elected officials, politicians, legislators that are on board with this, maybe they don't really get it. Maybe they don't really understand it. I don't believe that. Uh, I think some of them I, I think some of them fall into that category because they think this is genuinely something that is going to help Mother Earth. When well, Mother Earth, you know, I mean, what about when a volcano erupts and spits and spews <laughs> all the ash into the air? What about that? Well, Do we find a way to cap the volcanoes? Oh, sure. Uh, We're going to get a big vacuum and suck all that When stuff Mount St. Helens uh, went, up, yeah. went bonkers, uh, you know, and there was clouds of ash, I remember, coming into uh, the state of Missouri. What yep. about forest fires? I mean, 
look Nothing. at all the uh, look at all of the things that uh, a forest fire puts off. You're 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 asking logical questions, my friend, and that doesn't matter. I'm if, sorry. if the idea shows up, I'm going home. <laughs> but if the idea is to launder money, those logical questions don't matter that much to them. See, now you're right. There are a few useful idiots that really believe this stuff is going to do a good job. That they're truly doing it to save America. They are doing it to save the planet and what have you. So there definitely are people like that that will try to do things. And so uh, they're going they're going to use this. Uh, they're going to use those few useful idiots, but the overwhelming majority, man, is it's money laundering. And I'll guarantee you, Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi have already bought stock in the company that's going to get the biggest chunk of whatever it is. And we'll just use cobalt manufacturing because that was in the article. And they already own the stock to it if they don't own the entire manufacturing plant. Yeah, but I think there are people that they utilize as 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 a front to. Uh to play dumb with all of this, you know, and, sure and that's their job to play stupid yeah. and make it seem like this is something really existence. We take you back to a time some uh, 24 hours ago do, 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 do. when, uh, oh, actually, probably a little bit more than 24, probably more like uh, 35, 36, maybe 48. Guess, uh, guess the voice and win a prize. Good morning, Lake of the Ozarks. Good morning. He just, he just kind of stumbled into the studio yeah, it's here. It's called slithering. Slithering. <laughs> I see. I see. Obviously a uh, familiar voice, and I was... It's interesting that you come in here because uh, I was going to see if maybe we could uh, talk to you at some point about uh, doing a little something-something over here on Key Radio with us uh, at your convenience, of course, because I know you're a busy man. How are things going? Um, extremely awesomely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I've seen the uh, amount of support... Mm-hmm. that you've received and it's that's incredible it's unbelievable it's un it's unbelievable and and i think that uh, obviously uh lends itself to uh to the job that uh, you've done in the past and a lot of people have followed you and uh, i wanted to say uh, those folks that are listening over in the united kingdom right now and we do have uh, a listener over in the united kingdom is uh is probably as excited as everybody here locally uh to hear your voice back on uh, the airwaves Oh, I appreciate that, Mr. Burns. These things sound really good. Yeah, They're pretty good. Are, yeah, but yeah. They sound really nice. <laughs> and isn't it amazing, I mean, versus what you were working with, where uh, as to what we have right here, the the quality of the technology is uh, is pretty darn good. So I've been doing a lot of reflecting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's the great music that I played that got me booted. <laughs> oh, but never mind. Well... I got to tell with you, five, with five minutes left, <laughs> quite, quite, quite frankly, with the uh, I, I enjoyed your bumper music because absolutely, I, uh, man, come on. <laughs> and uh, the the listenership liked the show because yes, it was obviously entertaining and the music was good. But and and people love freedom and liberty, and that was always on the table. But it was the ever ever vigilant uh, pursuit of the truth mm-hmm. the truth i don't care if it's on the left i don't care if it's on the right i just want to know the truth that's all we need to know is the truth that's right just give me the truth we'll sort it out from there and that's all i did now i'm accused of being a radical right winger mm-hmm. and that's just it shows you what the truth is how powerful the truth is they threw me off because of the truth because i was after the truth mm-hmm. they're going to have excuses of why I was removed. You don't pull the plug on the most popular show from since Limbaugh without having a good reason. And they didn't give it to me. You tell me. Why would they do that? I got an email this morning said, it's not that you were costing them sponsorship because you were so far to the right. It's because 
the right in this community is so much bigger than they realized. And you have backed into being the leader of the conservative movement at Lake of the Ozarks, and it scares the out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not that, that you're a minority voice. You're the majority voice. Mm-hmm. You have it wrong, JR. You don't understand. They didn't throw you off because you represented the minority. They threw you off because you represented the, represent, excuse me, the majority. And that scared the hell out of the deep state. The local deep state. Sure, and there is one. Isn't that a fascinating email? That's a, that's, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been contemplating that since about three forty-five. <laughs> yesterday or this morning? Or the morning, the, the email sure. came in at three forty-five. I think. Mm-hmm. The AM. Yeah, some people have that on their clock. I don't. But some people do. <laughs> I'm usually not alive. I'm alive, but I don't know it <laughs> at that time. Of the morning. So, what do you think? I think that uh, it's just good to see you, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, you were doing a good job over there. Thank you. I, you know, I, Evidently too good. I yeah, tuned here. in and, and, and listened. I, I will be honest that uh, after I wrapped up the show here, and I know you have listened, uh, you know, prior to mm-hmm. going on over there, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see if we can't find a niche for you right now, and that's completely and totally up to you if you feel like you'd like to do something here. Um, that's a discussion we're going to be having a little bit later on this morning, but, uh, it's great to have both of you in the room and it's great to have professor Paisley that, uh, will be a regular on this program. So, you know, do what you need to do, how you need to do it. But uh, all in all, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. So guys, I, I, I hate to do this to you. I, I wish you would have popped in a little, <laughs> it's, it's good to see you yeah, an hour ago. It would have been good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, uh, we have got to uh, pull the ripcord and bail here this morning and I thank you. Join us. Uh, now tomorrow's going to be a best of show. I've got some things I have to attend to. Uh, we've got a lot going on on Friday, so make sure that you tune in to 89.3.